0: Welcome to the Omega Core. Boy. Hope you survived the experience. Welcome to the Omega Core with Keith and Chris. I'm Keith. I'm Chris. And we are on to part 2 of Uncanny Avengers Volume 1.
1: Man, it <laughs> we were just Going through this before we start recording, and try to try to keep up. There's there's a lot that happens from here on out, like a lot, a lot.
0: Yes, um, we've decided that the first thing we needed to talk about is the fact that the Apocalypse Twins have decided that they need to create their four horsemen. So they have gone back and collected life seeds and death seeds because every one of their horsemen have been killed in a way that makes them a foil to someone in particular
1: Yeah, in the Uncanny Adventure. It, yeah, it's basically all four of them represent a ghost from certain members of this team's past. So we start off with Dakin, which we
0: talked about before in the last episode. Wolverine killed him in a shallow puddle. As his father, that's really fucked up. Yeah. But it's something Wolverine decided he needed to do. And so now Dakin's back to
1: mess with his father. Yeah. The The next one, the probably the most recent one that comes directly from the storyline is Grim Reaper. Which we talked about in the last episode. Uh, got his neck smacked in half. Yeah, he got bitch slapped from Rogue and straight dead. <laughs> and
0: so he's got problems with actually three of them now. Yeah. Because he's still mad at Wanda and Simon because... Here he is alive again yeah. when he doesn't want to be. And now Rogue killed him and couldn't even get the job done to pro- properly Yeah. in his yeah. mind. Uh, the next one, which is the one that we had the most trouble figuring out why, it was uh, Banshee is created, or is brought back to life. And it took me looking it up and seeing that Vulcan, who is a brother of Scott and Alex... Long,
1: long lost.
0: Long lost, and often he's on the wrong side of everything. Uh, is the reason that he had died in the first place. Also... So he's got a grudge against the Summers
1: boys. Also, I feel like it was... I, I know that's the reason why, but like I also feel like Banshee in the X-Men comic book universe has kind of been like one of the key characters, like the heart and the soul... He, of he, the he X-Men universe. Of, he is one of the
0: closest confidants and biggest believers in Xavier dream. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's kind of a smack in the face to every one of the X-Men, but he specifically has an
1: issue with the Summers boys because they couldn't control their brother. Yeah, the big dumb idiot. I call him the, the jock bro of the Summers, Summers family, <laughs> basically. Really, he's the
0: weirdest one because he's not born on Earth. No. He's actually born in the process where uh their parents were abducted. He didn't even, the original dude didn't even
1: know about him for a long time. Yeah. Uh Christopher Summers. Yeah. The leader of the Star Jammers? Is that what it is? He becomes the leader yeah. of the
0: Star Jammers, but when they're abducted originally he and his mom were ca- held
1: captive for a long time, and they had another child. And that is... Again, just more more backstory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the uh, fourth and probably most... Like, it's definitely a wild card, right? Yeah. Is uh, The Sentry, which we talked about a little bit in the last episode. We kind of gave you the rundown a little bit. Motherfucker's crazy. Crazy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He was crazy before. Oh, absolutely! The Death
1: did nothing good to him. He he does in this whole deal.
0: He ends up ripping his freaking face off. That's how freaking yeah. nuts he is.
1: Yeah, and, and it's, it, it's not even it's not even like once either. It's it's multiple times. He's he's he has lost his damn mind. Like he does not have the void in him anymore. But he's got this other energy coursing through his veins. Which, which is just it's it's not any better. Let's face yes. it. He's so, still overly powerful, and, you know, it's just, it's insane. So the Apocalypse uh, twins have gone
0: through time and collected the dead bodies and uses the life seed to kind of bring them back to a mummified version and then use the death seed to actually unlock their personalities and bring them all the way back. So it's kind of a weird process. And They, it's, they killed the gardener. We've talked about that before. And, and then go back to his garden and get all
1: these seeds. And it's just yeah, it's just it's just a further uh, smack in the face. Th- yeah, to the celestials, it's like we killed one of you, but now we're going and doing this thing, which is basically desecrating your your whole existence, your whole reason for being. You know, which just is going to
0: offend the celestials to decide that Earth is no longer. A stable part of the community.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's all part of it. So, now that we've told you the four horsemen, um, this is mostly, like, the whole point of us telling you this is because they all play an extremely important part in further um, breaking apart this unity squad. Which... And the mind games happen. They happen fast. They, you know, and it's... And, like, and we're kind of getting to a point in this series where
0: there's like four or five episodes of just all out brawl. Yeah. And we're kind of going to speed through that real quick, but it all starts off with now the uh, uncanny Avengers know that Logan and Thor are the two main reasons that everything's going to fall to shit. Captain America finds the, the recording from Kang or Immortus, who's really a, a, just a different version of Kang, And lets them know that the world's going to end because of these two being idiots. Yeah. There's a council meeting held, and the Unity Squad breaks apart. And it pretty much breaks apart on Mutant versus Avenger lines, except it
1: doesn't. Yeah, well, because here's kind of, like, this is what I I guess I was talking about earlier, too. Was like, this is where the lines have always blurred with them. The Avengers, they they kind of see things more in black and white, whereas the X-Men don't really have a choice. They kind of always live in a gray area. The X-Men have always lived in the gray area. Sometimes I mean, they have to kill the bad guy to stop everything. And, yeah, and and, and and I won't even say sometimes they have. Sometimes it shit happens, like, you know. Especially, like, you know, with how things get heated within, as compared to with the Avengers. The Avengers are kind of more your golden age kind of heroes, whereas it, the X-Men really are kind of like a newer age concept. They they are, but they've always
0: had to do what they had to do because if they didn't... The fucking world would end
1: most of the time.
0: Well, not only would the world end, but mutants would be blamed and the segregation would... Break into, basically them becoming. Again, we go back to the Holocaust. They'd be in the concentration camps, yeah, with collars on so that they couldn't use their powers, and basically be
1: slaughtered. So yeah, basically we have this this group meeting where basically Cat is just laying into Wolverine, being like, "You killed a child. You killed one of your own." You did these things as part of X-Force. And Wolverine's like, yeah, I did what I had to do. And Cap can't understand that. He, 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 he Yeah. But that that's that's Captain, that's Captain America for you. Yes. Which Later, and that is the good thing in the storyline, we kind of get to this point where Cap is like, he kind of is like, you know, obviously things are different between us. But if we're going to move forward, we have to put these things aside. Because yeah. shit has happened to Cap, too. Over the past, like, few years or whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, So, as this meeting breaks up, we have Wolverine, Rogue, Sunfire, all walking out. And, oddly enough, Thor joins them. So, it's
1: the, we hold the blame crew. Yeah, basically. And. Yeah, because basically at one point Thor's like, listen, I'm just as much to blame. For this, and and he basically takes the old stance of how Thor used to. be. He's like, sometimes shit's got to happen. Yeah. Sometimes you have got to do what you got to do. Yeah, because
0: Thor's always kind of,
1: kind of walked the line. There's been a couple of times
0: where he's had to kill his villain. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so he's not the boy scout that Captain America
1: or Janet. Well, and I think that's are. the thing. That is kind of the thing with Thor is. His concepts, like his his enemies, aren't as always human either. Like no. they are, they are concepts of evil. Yeah. So, like for him, it's a little bit more acceptable for him to fight and yes. kill, vanquish his foes because and, yeah, they're not human beings. Yes, and so it was like that's kind of that's kind of the line, and that's where I think that's why he sides with Logan because like he's even in that camp. Like, well, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. He is, but he's also in the side of, I'm to blame.
0: They got the axe because yeah, I created it. Because I was a selfish little son of a bitch, and, you know. And so we're left with those guys leaving, and Wanda, Janet, Alex, Captain America, and Simon staying behind.
1: Yeah. And see, um, and yeah, and that's another thing that Alex um, tries to really hit home, is like, this is the time where we need to stick together, together the most. And they do split, but, like... He's that, trying really hard to keep it together. Yeah, and, and, and that's... And it's just not going to work. And that's the this is the point where, like, this is kind of what's really hitting home that Alex is the leader. Like, he's, he's, he's the showing persona... Yeah, he's the showing ability him. to lead. Yeah. Even if his biggest problem is also one of his
0: closest advisors. Yeah. Because this is also where the point where... Janet has kind of started uh, her relationship with Alex. They have started down that road. Um, so we get to the next issue, and the X Men and Thor go find Asimandus to try and find out where the Apocalypse twins are. Yeah. Meanwhile, Wanda. And Havoc have gone back to Akaba
1: to see what the hell has gone on. And it's just, of course, it's littered with, with the you know, dust. With skeletons of people and. The dust and
0: remains of them. And they're attacked by Banshee, who makes his first strike at Alex because he's the one that Banshee was brought back for. Yeah. And 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 in the process, he kidnaps Wanda and takes him back, takes her back
1: to further the plans of the Apocalypse Twins. Yeah, which, um, and then, you know, from there, basically, it's basically Mm -hmm. talking shit to Alex and then, you know, going off with Wanda. But then we jump into, uh, basically, the Grim Reaper is going after Simon. Uh, which is Wonder Man, because he is also a crucial part to their plan. And and he has been left alone at Avengers Mansion. Yeah, because he's, like I said, he's a pacifist. He's part of the PR team, but whether he likes it or not, now he is being pulled into this. And so then we jump to the Himalayas. Now, mind you, like I said, from here on out, there's going to be a lot of jumping around, which Cause uh, it's unfortunate. Because at this point,
0: it's the war in which... So, I think this is a good point to bring in the master plan of the Apocalypse Twins. So, the Apocalypse Twins have decided that the humans will never
1: accept the mutants because of their training. History they've they've lived it, they've seen it, they you know they've They've been part in a timeline where
0: Ahab was in charge of what little mutants were left, and. The Red Skull was in charge of the world. It's basically concentration camps for mutants. And the Red Skull is in charge of the world and is in charge of the camps. So all they've never ever known is harshness from humans. Yeah. So they've decided that the reason that they went and took the axe from Kang and killed this First Celestial was they knew that the Executioner Sentinel...
1: Or sent uh, celestial. Celestial. I I just blanked there for a second. Yes, I figured in, uh, to executioner. Yeah. Basically, they did that on purpose. They
0: they killed one of the
1: Celestials so that another
0: one would come and judge the Earth as guilty and destroy the Earth. But- and they are going to rapture the mutants to a new world and let them live in harmony without the humans. There should be no issues. The mutants could live in peace.
1: Yeah, and that's also kind of the pitch that they give to, like we were talking about with Wanda. Um, They basically connect Wanda so she can uh, create a a spell to take every mutant and put them along this. They basically have an arc that is going to take them to this new planet. Uh, They call it Planet X. So, and that's the other reason why they also kidnap Wonder Man is because he's the energy source. It he's he's going to be the battery for the spell. Which, mind you, also, this is like, this is kind of like a turning point in their relationship, too, because he is essentially, he keeps he's telling a love, her. love sick he, puppy. Yeah, he, he's like, I came back from the dead for you, and I will do whatever you want me to do. Um, but her goal, see, she basically plays it up like... I will, I will do this for you. This is what we need to do. But the way she's going to do it is she's going to bring them to the Ark, and instead of implanting them into these cryostasis pods for the, for the journey to the Planet X, she's just going to bring them there, and they're all going to fight. But, of course, you know, that, it doesn't end up that way. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. But that's basically their plan, um, the complete destruction of Earth, the setting up for this new planet called Planet X. They're the heroes. You know, all this stuff. Um, so, we've got to the point where Wanda and Simon are kidnapped.
0: We have Thor and the X-Men are showing up and finding their demons because they haven't seen them yet. They end up in a fight with Sentry and Dakin. Yeah. Sentry separates... Thor, and they go on
1: an ass-kicking spree throughout the cosmos, damn near. Yeah, see, that, that, that that's a see, that's another thing. They they come to find that the Apocalypse Twins have created basically a whole galaxy, and they've used pin particles to shrink it down to the size of, like, a marble. But there is a way to get there through the old remains of Aqaba, which has now been decimated. Um, but, then, and, but
0: in the meantime, Captain America and Wasp. Wasp Janet are reconnected with Alex, and
1: the fight begins anew. Yeah, they, they basically go to the Himalayas, um, which is, I guess, where Alex got caught. Yeah.
0: I, I, I didn't understand the whole Himalayas thing. It, it's been a while since I've read it again.
1: Yeah, it. it it's it, kind of weird. It jumps around. It jumps around a lot. Um, yeah. It, it, it is, unless you are actually reading it, that's why it, it's going to be hard for us to kind of describe because it does jump around a lot. And there's so many branching storylines going on all at once. So we're going to try to explain it as best as we can. Um, but basically what I'm assuming is that... Um, In the Himalayas, that is the old hideout of um, Apocalypse or something
0: like that. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. But either way, they end up back together. Uh, They find out that Wanda and Simon have been taken. And Captain America says, we can't mess with that. We just have to figure out where the Tachyon Dam is and destroy it so that Immortus can help us win this
1: fight. Yeah, and so after that, it jumps to um, basically the the X-Men team with Thor. They find um, the hidden entrance to, you know, the Akaba universe that's been shrunken with the pen particles. They find it, they show up, and right off the bat, Sentry... And Daken. Y- yeah, well, it, yeah, mostly it's... Sentry hits them with such a force that it just splits all of them up. But he mostly goes after Thor... But the rest of them, you know... Are they left to
0: fight Dakin.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, somehow... Well, Sh- Sh- Shiro Shiro saves Rogue, but that leaves Wolverine all by himself, and Daken obviously goes after Wolverine with a giant worm, too. Yes. Which is um, insane.
0: So, they, uh, in this, Shiro kind of goes back, and he's going to help, try to help... Well, Rogue tries to figure out what's the going on, what's the plan. And she comes across... Simon and Wanda, agreeing to help the Apocalypse Twins, bring the mutants to the ship and put them in the stasis. And she immediately turns around, runs back to Wolverine and uh, Shiro. At this point, Wanda and Simon are left alone to kind of relax for a minute because it's not quite time. And they bang it out. They bang it out and explain the, uh, and Wanda explains to Simon, I'm going to use you, but I'm not going to use you to do what they want. I'm going to double-cross them. I'm going to bring the mutants here. And we're going to fight. And we're, to we're fight. going to fight. And we're going to kick the guy's ass and turn them over
1: to the Celestials deals so that they can deal with them. Well, and leave Earth alone. But see, and that's the thing. Rogue only hears one part. Yes. That's the problem with Rogue in this whole run is she
0: hears what she wants to hear, which is always the first half of Wanda's plan. Yeah, always. And it's never she hears the whole thing. Because every time Wanda's agreed to fight or to help somebody, Rogue's heard that part, but she hasn't heard... And, like, earlier when she agreed to help uh, Red Skull, she could tell that the, she was having a mental conversation that, that was being shown. That where she was agreeing with him, but not agreeing in her mind. She knew he was playing her yeah. and trying to control her. But she knew the only way she'd figure out what was going on... is to say what he wanted was to hear. to say what he wanted to hear and then get left to poke about and figure out everything. Yeah. Which started the first fight. It's going to start this one. Rogue's on her way back. She ends up convincing Logan and Shiro that they need to give her her better powers so that she can kill Wanda and Simon, which will leave them defenseless at the hands of uh, Dakin, who they're still fighting. And they eventually agree to do so. so. In the meantime, Alex... Wasp, and Captain America have found their way to the Tachyon Dam area. And they're first attacked by Banshee and get split. So Wanda keeps going. Alex and Captain America are fighting Banshee. And Banshee has deafened Captain America. Big time. In the the process of really trying to focus on Alex and Alex kind of knocks out Banshee, or not Alex, Captain America knocks out Banshee with the shield, without killing him. And they start moving on. Uh, in the meantime, Thor has kind of fought his way free of
1: sentry. See, yeah, that, that's another thing. Like, when we, we really are, like, blowing through these fights. These fights are insane. Like These Sentry fights? and Sentry and Thor have like a full-on fight in this certain area of this galaxy, which is basically powered by Gamma Lakes. Yeah, and I mean, it's I just mean, insanity.
0: It's a massive fight, but the problem is, this fight is all encompassing through like six issues. Yeah. It's so different. we're trying to just kind of hit the high points, <laughs> yeah, and get the idea across. Of what's going on,
1: yeah. Because like not only that, even before that, like uh, when we were talking about Dave, Dakin, and Wolverine, like Dakin basically like beats the shit out of Wolverine to the point where he's on the verge of death because he's infected with this death seed energy. So and so like there there there's a lot we're clearly you know grazing through uh, but, for but the we're, sake of the story.
0: But we're trying to hit the high points of the story and what we thought was really the good parts of it. Yeah. so anyways Thor has gotten away from Sentry and is now getting towards fighting the Apocalypse Twins themselves in the meantime Wanda has started
1: the spell well okay so before that even um, the Twins they broadcast like worldwide of what their plan is and what they're doing and they're basically telling every mutant that like we are going to save you all this stuff. And mind you, this is also like everyone else is seeing this too on the squad. So yes. like dirt. So basically at this point, this is when they, the the twins have told everyone Wanda is going to do this spell. So that's, that's kind of another thing that pushes them all over the line, but nobody knows that Wanda is going to try to double cross them. That's just between her and wonder man. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that that's another, that's another thing that further sows the seeds, you know, of, what they think is the seat. Yes. So,
0: they're fighting, and Thor has gotten to the point where he's starting to fight the Apocalypse Twins. Captain America and Alex are trying to catch up with Janet, who's trying to go ahead and attack the Tachyon Dam. Uh, Wanda and Wonder Man have started the spell. Rogue's on her way to J- uh, Wanda. And the heroes are all trying to come up with ways to stop the, the Celestial. Because in the announcement, they've announced that the Celestial is coming to kill Earth. We have done enough to enrage them. They will destroy Earth. But we're going to create our own planet. So, the heroes are trying to figure out what they're going to do. In the fight, we get to the point where Wolverine and uh, Sunfire are captured by Dakin because they're powerless. Uh, Janet is being confronted by...
1: uh, Sentry. So, ba- yes, yeah. So, Century. so, so basically, uh, like I said, there's just so much. Um, Rogue has, basically, she's stumbled across Wolverine. He's messed up. She's gonna take Wolverine's powers and Shiro's powers and she's gonna go stop Wanda because everyone thinks that Wanda's gonna basically do this Betray him. Yeah. So, that that's like a whole thing where like, she doesn't know any better. Um, she goes ahead. And then, you know, basically everyone else has, like like I said, Captain America, Wasp, and um, Havoc have all convened. They've found their way to the Ark. And now they're going after the Tachyon Dam. Um, and then, let's see, who else? Uh, Thor, like, basically is trying to save this underground city that him and Sentry have just Leveled basically, but his whole goal after that is to go and find, like he said, um, the twins basically to stop them. Um, he is later, he is also later, like Captain America catches up with them, and this is after you know he's been through some shit. Um, I do think it is kind of important that we need to talk about the issue where Kang is essentially. At one point, they start showing um, the events what? happening, and time is now being erased. Like all the seven timelines now are starting to become caught up in a time storm, and that erases King's future. So now he's going through all the seven timelines, and he's essentially collecting his own team of basically the best vert or, or not. I wouldn't say the best, but like kind of villainous versions that are going to be yeah from all these separate timelines from these separate timelines I do think it's I do think it's funny and this comes in later too he he goes to the most recent timeline he plucks ahab from from red skull and Red skull think he's there for the him and he's not he's but like, Ahab's no
0: always been a chrono of uh flunky of uh
1: Kang, yeah. So the the yeah basically,
0: and he's starting to collect his crew, which includes Arno Stark as a version of Iron Man, uh, Betsy Braddock as a the magistrate magistrate from uh, Genoa, Genosha.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a one of them is Strife, which is basically a clone of or a clone of Cable yeah. that doesn't have the techno-organic virus. Um, he collects a death lock that's kind of like the Hulk. It's a, it's, it's a deathlock that's merged with Abomination. Abomination. And then he also gets um, uh, May Parker from the Earth-X timeline, where Spider-Man has, or not Spider-Man, but Spider-Woman, which is Peter and Mary's child, has bonded with the Venom symbiote. And it's like stupid powerful. And that's that's the daughter May, and yeah. who else does he collect? I can't remember. I that's the main character. That's the main ones. Oh, uh, Doctor Doom from the twenty ninety nine. Yeah, Doom. So, so yeah, he has this whole collection group, and basically, what what this whole thing is, he is waiting for the Tachyon Dam to be destroyed, so that way he can come through to that time period and basically help. That was the whole goal. They um, Because
0: if the Earth is destroyed, Kang's
1: plans screwed. are all yeah. gone. So but so now basically we're getting to the point where Rogue is now, she has the powers of Shiro, she has Wolverine's powers, and she is going after um, Wanda, and, Wanda Simon. and Simon. And um, basically Shiro is left to have to deal with uh, Dakin and the Grim Reaper. Um and also Wolverine does end up showing up later. He's like partially healed, but he's by no means. Ready uh, to fight. Yeah, so um, Shiro is fighting, you know, Grim Reaper. And, you know, Wolverine is kind of fighting um, Dankin a little bit. Her Dankin, yeah. Um, and that allows uh, Rogue to slip through. And basically, like, you know, she goes to...
0: As Wanda has done the spell she shanks wanda which is going to kill both wanda and simon because he's the battery
1: yeah well yeah because at one point uh, he's kind of adorable well well, yeah basically simon's like take everything you need and she is using him like fully up to complete this spell so simon is gone He's basically become the energy used to enact this thing. Um, but then, you know, Rogue... In yeah. The, but an important part to mention in this is that
0: the Apocalypse Twins knew Wanda was not going to do it the way they wanted to. Yeah. So, they're the whole time, they set up a contingency where as soon as they got there, the mutants got there. No matter how they ended up there, they were going to end up in the sleep stasis deal. Yeah. Until everything
1: was done. And see, and, that, and that's kind of that's the thing with the Apocalypse Swins and Kang. Since Kang basically raised them, they kind of are ahead of the curve at every, every chance they get. So th- that's like another part of this. is like no matter what the Unity Squad does, it does they're not... They're doomed to fail. Yeah, they're, it, they're, they're, they're basically... What this whole storyline is is the dissection of their team and the fact that we're building up to a point that they are going to Uh, fail. By this point, uh,
0: the executioner has showed up, has passed judgment, and is trying to descend to Earth. And so the rest of the Avengers are, are trying to stop it, because Thor has talked with them, and he said, if I can get the axe... I can either dis-
1: I, I discuss him, with the executioner and change his mind, and if that doesn't work, I kill him. I'll kill him. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's that's where Thor's going. Thor's going to get Yarn Bjorn. Um, but I, I mean, I think we should, should we shouldn't overlook the fact that Rogue does end up killing Wanda.
0: If Rogue kills Wanda.
1: And uh, as we, we, the which spell is, is complete, which is yeah, which is a kind of a big moment because like wolverine's like yelling he's like no like you, you know we're not doing it this way you know yeah and but the thing is like wanda tells rogue as she's dying like i i had a plan so it's like it's kind of like a slap in the face it's like a gut-wrenching moment and then ex um grim reaper comes up stabs rogue and just completely eviscerates her body yeah she's she's dead now. so now we're
0: down three the spell is getting completed, so Wolverine and She-Ra are going to be in their little capsules, captured. So is Havoc. So now it's just basically Captain America, Wasp, and Thor doing their things. So, Captain America is a Banshee, or a... Dark, uh, well, so, so that's the other thing. At this point... Grim have- Reaper
1: is sent to fight... Well, so, yeah, so, Captain America and Havoc are now trying to find the the twins. Thor is on his way to get Yarnbjorn. The spell is now complete, so every mutant that's there is now being put into their pods. So, this is... We, we have this moment where, like, Alex gets teleported to the pod and Captain America's left by himself.
0: He's not trying to get to the twins. He's trying to get to... Wasp to help her destroy the
1: oh, yeah, 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 the that's right, you're right, tachyon dam. That's what I was getting ready to See, say. That's what I'm saying. This, oh god, it just it jumps all over the place. And the only way to really understand it, and it, I guess this is the point that we are trying to hit home, is you, you gotta go and you read gotta read this it. Book. We're
0: hitting the high points, telling you what's really cool about it. So, in the meantime, uh, Grim Reaper is sent out to go after Wanda and Captain America not Wanda. Or not Wanda. Janet. Captain America. Who? Janet's now distraught because Alex just disappeared in front of her. And they've become a couple. Thor is off to fight the Apocalypse Twins. While the rest of the Avengers are trying to stop the Celestial and give Thor time. Thor and Captain America time. Uh, Thor ends up killing one of the Apocalypse Twins, Iman, the one that can see, and almost gets hold of Yarnborn. But Iman uses her powers to kind of create a sound-slash-tachyon
1: force to push him away from it and keep the battle going. Yeah, well, and then, like, at, at one point, Thor and Captain America are... Fighting the twins, and well, basically we get to a point to where like Captain America is fighting the twins by himself. At one point, he gets really messed up, um, but he's basically going to the dam to try and destroy the dam, trying to help Janet. Because yeah,
0: it's they. The big thing is the twins are so conceited that they tell their opponents what they're doing so he knows that the Grim Reaper is going to kill Janet. So Captain America goes off to try and save her. Thor is left to fight. Eamon is thrown into the sun. The Celestial is descending. Janet's distracted by Grim Reaper. And it's all looking pretty well doomed to fail. Yeah. Cap shows up to try and help fight while Janet is left to go after the Tachyon Dam. Because it's pretty well decided that Thor's not going to get to the Axe in time. And so we get Grim Reaper and Captain America fighting. And Grim Reaper kills Captain America. As well, so now we're down to just Janet and Thor, and Janet's not willing to kill. She, that's been the big thing in the whole series: is the Avengers don't kill. The Avengers don't kill. So she's fighting, but she's still on the ship, and Thor gets kicked out of the ship, and the other Apocalypse twin gets hold of the axe. To keep him from destroying the... uh, Celestial. As the Celestial... Makes contact with the Earth's surface... And basically destroys the planet. Janet is trapped... In the ship... Itself. Because that's where the Tachyon Dam is. She goes... Along with the mutants. Yeah. So... The world is destroyed... And uh, we're now to issue 18, which is Avenge the Earth. On the start of the Avenge the Earth story. Which, yeah, there, there's like, like I said, we're...
1: We've blown through it, but we've already talked 40 minutes about this fight. Yeah, <laughs> see, and, 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 that's, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like even as we're trying to grace through it, like, things are kind of getting mixed up but like that thats I guess that's what I'm trying to say is that like it, you this fight it's so hard to keep track it, yeah it's 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 there's people bouncing all over the place there's like I said at this point the, the unity squad is like essentially broken up to their own things so they have to do all these separate things now and it's just it bounces around a lot so like it really is we I don't feel like we are doing it As much justice because this storyline is, it is very well written and it and it bounces around a lot. And the fact that Rick Remender can keep track of each individual piece and move them around the way he does is insane. Like like if you were to sit down and read it, it would make make way 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 more sense. It would than listening to people try to explain it because there, like I said, there is so much jumping around. There's so many moving pieces. There's so many characters. That it's just like, it just bounces around. It's a team book, you know? But the, the grand scheme of things is,
0: the Avengers lose, and all of this is, now falls on Havoc and Janet, who are the only two Avengers Unity Squad members, who are free. Because somehow Havoc doesn't end up captured, like Wolverine and
1: Shiro, when the
0: new planet is created.
1: Yeah, that was that was the weird thing that when I was rereading it today, I was trying to figure out like where the fuck havoc was the whole time. Why why I, I mean he he's on the ship, right? He's he's in the ship yeah. and he's captured in the two
0: just like the others are. But some for some reason they release him. So the Earth has died and the fight ends with Thor talking to Odin. And Odin's saying, see, I told you, you shouldn't have done that. This is why. Yeah. And the earth is gone.
1: Yeah, he, he, basically, Odin is telling him, it's like, this is, I knew, basically, Odin's like, I knew this was going to happen. We were going to get to a point to where, like, basically, humanity would have to come together as one. And I was kind of hoping that they would have done it. And basically he's saying, if they would have succeeded, if they would have came together, they would have succeeded. They would have saved the earth. Unfortunately. Because of your actions your and actions, other actions. Yeah. Basically, what this whole storyline is, the, the main, the big, big, big themes are your past coming back to haunt you in a way that clouds your judgment, your best judgment. And it kind of keeps you from making the best decisions that you could possibly do. Because it's literally this whole first part of the story arc is them being torn torn apart by their own, by their own egos, by their own, you know, ways of looking at things, their issues. And it's basically showing them fail, which is, to me, is so smart. It's
0: one of the reasons this is one of the best storylines
1: ever created. And yeah, because you're you're period literally created like, Barnon. Yeah, when when you when you read typical you know storylines for the most part, yes you will most likely have a part where like, you know, it seems like the, the they are losing, but you know that there's this part coming back. Now you have this you have this storyline where like they lost. Like and not only they lost the world lost. The world Earth lost. Earth is gone.
0: Earth is gone, and there's really only two people still fighting.
1: Yeah, there and there's like one where there were seven timelines. Now there's one, and it's like this is you know like I said they they the the apocalypse twins have executed this plan to perfection. damn near complete perfection. Yes, I mean there were some hiccups along the way, but like it's just. When I say that these two characters are some of the most underrated characters in like the whole Marvel history, like I mean that. Like a lot of people don't even know about them unless they've read this storyline. Well, that's because this is the only storyline they've ever been in. Yeah. Because they die in it eventually. Well, Spoiler alert. Yeah, well so, okay, but see that okay. And that's what we'll get into, but like later I don't know, it's just you but this is the thing. With this whole premise of this team you need this to happen yes you need them to fail so miserably (laughs) to where like when they do come together it is like awe inspiring yeah yeah, it's like this and and it's the way they do it too like they they've seen what happens when they can't get their shit together now they gotta get their shit together or else whole timelines whole universes will cease to exist because of just them it's just their consequences yep and it's billions of lives so now we jump
0: into the next issue which is eventually earth one and it starts with havoc talking about how they fail and he's going to he and janet are working with beast and they're in this little
1: outlier of this planet
0: and it's some time has passed
1: I, I, yeah, I think it's. I think I think it's. an it's enough time for them to have a child. It's enough
0: time that they have a young child. Yeah, they they're together. Uh, Magneto is still alive, because well, yeah, we bas- start bas- off with
1: basically all the mutants, all the
0: mutants that
1: mutants. are living have been rescued well, because of Wanda's spell. Well, what I'm saying is, is Magneto is still alive,
0: because let's face it, Magneto's an old man. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: so he hasn't died, so it hasn't been that long, because he's, he's sporting a nice silver fox haircut and, and beard. beard. It looks, listen, it looks it, amazing. Well, and see, and this is this is the other thing that it is drastically different too. Even the look of the planet is drastically different. It almost looks like a utopia, like well, a mutant utopia.
0: Well, that's what it is. It's yeah. Set up to be, but see, the heroes were always told that. There was no way to save the planet, so the heroes have just fallen in line, and the villains are just like whatever. We're we're alive. Our ultimate goal was to not have to fight for our freedom.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we basically have this this now this Planet X where every mutant is basically just living in harmony, and even like the bad ones, you know, uh, Magneto's basically running. Uh, he ha- it's called X Force but it's basically the brotherhood of evil mutants. Yeah. Um and they the it, the issue starts off with Havoc. being um, chased through like a city center. Yeah, and Blob is chasing him, Pyro's chasing him, Toad's shape, Magneto's shape. They're basically trying to hunt him because him and Wanda or not Wanda, Janet, um, Janet has come out of hiding to try to destroy this Tachyon Dam that and is they- still around. And that's what I'm saying like this dam is really the one thing that has been the biggest obstacle because it keeps anyone from going at, to, back in that time to change events
0: or any of that. It prevents any kind of jumping of the timeline. There's no time travel period.
1: Yeah. So basically we get to a point where, you know, you know, fight, 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 all this fighting. And, you know, so Alex and, um, Janet have reconvened. Um, they, get, they get to the Tachyon Dam. Um, they blow it up. Full-blown destroy it. Um, and with that said, they go back to their daughter, which is in a bunker with Beast. You find out that Beast is pr- kind of like the proud papa. Kind of like the, the godfather, godfather right? almost, to their daughter. And but Beast also, is kind of working
0: in this timeline or this story, Beast is kind of almost redeeming himself from the whole...
1: Well, And I think this is also kind of because Beast is essentially of both worlds. He, that's, He's kind of like this character that you need to have because he was an X-Man. He was also an Avenger. And he was constantly bouncing back and forth. He's kind of like, in a weird way, I think Rick Remender's like unity figurehead. Yeah, I think
0: a little bit of that, but I also think this is a little bit of him trying to make up for the Watcher's visit, Yeah, where he, he was basically told the world's going to end and it, some of it's on your shoulders for bringing the original five forward.
1: Yeah. Um, so. so, basically we're also during that whole skirmish where they blow up the Tachyon Dam, uh, Wasp does get captured. Um, But basically, so... And the other big thing is that she has used the last of her pin part. Yes. So she cannot shrink or grow or any of that. But because they blew up the Tachyon Dam, uh, Beast informs them, listen, you can't go back to the time where the Tachyon Dam was intact. So they can't go back. But now that the Tachyon Dam is down in this current time period... King and his chronal Corps can show up.
0: But there's one thing that has happened
1: to the chronal Corps since we last saw them. Our Thor! Big, our big bad boy, our Goldilocks Supreme, has shown up with them. It has been recruited in after
0: being told, This is all your fault. I told you so. You're a dumbass.
1: Yeah. By um, his father. Yeah. So basically, this is. Thor, I feel like Thor's kind of there because like, he knows that Kang is up to no good, but Kang is probably their best chance to go, back. to go back and do this thing right. That's another thing they also hit home. You cannot send a physical body back to that point in time. So this is where they come up with the idea to send basically the Days of Future Past situation. You send your consciousness back but through into, the time. Into your old body. Yeah, so so now we have this big moment where, like, you know... But...
0: Oh, uh, so now they have to make the plan, because while they have Thor and they have Alex, two does not a plan make. And there's still three consciousness still alive and captured... Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. ...by the one remaining... twin. Uh, Apocalypse Twin, who's running the world. Yeah. So now it's... Kang and his group are going to go and help Alex and get Wolverine, Wolverine Shiro,
1: Shiro and And, Janet back. Well, Janet... Janet pops in, I believe, later. Like, I think she
0: is captured. she's
1: captured by them, and that's part of the rescue plan. Okay, yeah, so basically they have to go and get... 'cause they want to get as many people to go back as possible and they can only do it with the people there. So yeah, they they basically the whole the whole group, um, so King and his chronopor, um, Alex, um, and Thor, they go basically to break Wolverine, Janet and Shiro out. And um before they leave too, that's another thing, they basically get confronted by the X-Men. So it's like Future Scott, it's like X-Force, so it's Magneto and all his buds, and it's members of X-Men. So it's like Storm, uh, Scott, it's like a few other ones. But basically, even in that, like so they have this big fight, they're trying to leave, but they're basically being stopped. Well, but they are
0: convincing at this
1: time, at, well, the original X-Men, that
0: they can... Go back and save the Earth, which the X-Men would be all for.
1: And and it's also, it's a really cool moment because we get this moment where Cyclops is now seeing Alex as a team player and a leader, whereas it's always been Cyclops. But now Cyclops is like, kind of, put. he's he's like, we get this moment and it's a really cool moment where like basically Alex is like, listen i can save the earth i can save the earth i can do this and cyclops is like okay i trust you i trust you but don't drop the ball yeah yeah (laughs) that's that's kind of what he said at the very beginning of this whole storyline we had this moment where like alex went and saw cyclops and cyclops was so far removed from the person he used to be and it was almost like a disappointing thing and they're 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 at odds but now this is in this future storyline Cyclops is the one that gives Alex and everyone else enough time to escape to go save the world. To save the real world, essentially. Yes.
0: Because they're the ones that fight Magneto and his X-Force. Yeah. Yeah. To go back and try this again. Yes. Yeah, by so going
1: and getting Wolverine, Wasp, and Shiro. Yeah. So they, uh, yeah, they all basically they go and they break out, you know, the remaining people that they need. Um, And, uh, basically, um... It's a big
0: fight between those two groups that we talked about while the other group slips in and rescues the heroes and kind of retreat. Yeah.
1: And, like I said, we're grazing over a lot, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But, basically, that's it by the end of this thing, this is where we get to a moment where Kang now is like, okay, this is our plan. This is what we're doing. They send the consciousness. Hold hold up. You're skipping a very big point here because this is
0: the point where they're back at the base with uh, Beast and Alex and Janet's child and Janet kind of gets cold feet. And Kang says Kang takes their child Katie and he just disappears and she just just disappears and she says there's only one way you'll see her again and that's if you do as I say and kind of gets them back in line to go back and do this
1: yeah yeah and see, I, again us covering this we're not we're like I said the, expi- the expedited process of trying to explain the story, I am, you know, missing crucial points that, that are, like, there's a story, but there's all these other very important character moments that you kind of need. Because otherwise, you know, the story just doesn't matter. But, like, I, we are breezing through these things. That is one of the important ones. Yeah. So, basically... So, so at this point, they use the power
0: of Kang, along with Magistrate Braddock to Days of Future Past, the minds of the five remaining Unity Squad members back in time. And it shows, at the end, Scott, the version of Scott, watching Planet X fall apart. And this is where we're going to wrap up the second episode. We decided in the middle of the first and second that there was no way that we were going to get all the way through in two issues... So we're going to take a break here it's, and come it, back and do episode uh, episode three featuring Yankani
1: Avengers. Yeah, Yeah. Um, upon rereading this, it really is three parts. It's it is a three part story. It's a three part story. Each part really is like a it, it is like a saga almost to on itself. Yes. It really is like it moves it it, it you have you know the failure. You have the redemption, and then you have the third and final act. You have the crescendo. It's yep. and it's very, it's it's very good. There's there's some twists and some turns. Some of them you can kind of see coming a mile away, but at the same time, you know, it's uh, you know, it's still nice. Um, and yeah, it, it's just it's such a good storyline. I cannot stress enough. Um, if you've listened to this point, like you should be reading it. Yeah because please read it yeah, it's, it's like we said
0: we both agree that this is personally the best writing that has ever happened in comics yeah it was and this is from people that have read old stuff new stuff
1: everything in between it's it's cuz they it started as part of this whole i think it was like Marvel Now or something like that it was basically like a rebranding and it was, like, right off the heels of ABX, like we said. And, man, I cannot stress this enough. It is, like, when I think of, like, all the Avengers storyline, when I think of all even X-Men storylines, I I think of this, and I think of this as such a... Like I said, there's so much that goes into it. There is Uncanny X-Force. There's ABX. There's, you know, there's Avengers Children's Crusade, which is a Wanda-heavy storyline. There's House of Ven, There's all these stories from the past decade or so all the way back to the onslaught storyline. yeah it goes back forever and there's so many elements of the story and rick remender he just he tidies it all up so beautifully he he, it's it's really like i said in my opinion it is like um in my opinion it's like a master class of like what you do with teams it's the greatest team storyline ever yeah Period. Bar and, none. Yeah, in our next episode we are gonna be essentially wrapping, it, wrapping up. it up. And like I said, I cannot stress this enough. Just just go read it. Do yourself a favor. Go read it. Go pick up trades. Go pick up go go buy Marble Unlimited. Unlimited. If I, you
0: if you don't have the ninety nine ninety nine or the
1: sixty nine ninety nine to do the year, just go buy it for a month. And you can get through this. I'm telling you, on. today, right before this, I knocked out all of it in a day. I woke up in the morning, and up until we started recording these, knocked it out. It, and that's the thing, too. You will not be able to put it down once you start it.
0: When I reread this about a month ago, I started reading it 6 o'clock in, at night. And I got to the ev- end, to the point we are now, the end of... Uh, Avenge the Earth. And it was three o'clock in the morning. I had bred straight. I had to work in the next morning. <laughs>
1: it was not worth a good it. Thing. <laughs> it was worth it though.
0: But it was worth it. So it, yeah. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, go ahead and reach out at omega.core.pod pod. That's all lowercase. O M E G A. C O R P S dot P O D at Gmail dot com. Or Catch us on Facebook at The Omega Core with Keith and Chris on Facebook. And as of a couple weeks ago, we are live on RSS.com. If you go check us out on Facebook, there's a link to the RSS link where you can find all our episodes. Um, We're still working on getting everything tied up to get on there and get linked up with...
1: we're trying to get to a point where you can listen to multiple episodes in a row and not have to wait for another episode, you know, and get on.
0: We're also working on getting on Apple podcasts and all of that. Yeah. So that's coming up. Uh, so go read something new or find something you love and reread it. Uh, this is Keith. We're signing off for another week.
1: Ta-ta.